a Mozambican spitting cobra and a scorpion. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. Now, a couple of days ago on my Instagram story, I ran one of those Q&A little block sticker things where people ask a question and you answer it. It's a very easy way to create content because you don't have to think about it. People basically feed you what they want. You answer it in a creative way and it's awesome. So one of the questions that came up, and it's something that I've had in the past quite a few times, is have you ever been bitten by a wild animal? So for those of you that have been on safari, you're probably having a giggle. And I get it. Sometimes I have a laugh at it as well. It's like, yeah, that elephant chewed on my leg and then the lion scratched me, but I'm okay. But in all honesty, no, I've never been bitten by a wild animal. I mean, Jackson, my boss in has bitten my hand once or twice when we were playing, but it's nothing severe. So when I was answering the question on my story later on, I did mention that the closest that at the time that I could think of immediately was an incident where a Mozambican spitting cobra uh, spat me in the eye, which was not amazing. And someone said, great podcast. So here, here we go. I'm going to tell you the story of that. After a little while, I went back online and my mom reminded me on my, on my story that actually I had a tangle with a scorpion as well. Uh, on that same trip with a scorpion, I also had a run-in with army ants and I got tick bite fever, but that's a different story. Uh, Africa's amazing, by the way. Don't let that, don't let that kind of uh, change your mind. Anyway, so the spitting cobra story. So years and years and years ago, this is about 2004, must be about 18, holy shit, 17, 18 years ago, we were managing a lodge in Madikwe called Royal Madikwe. And the, I mean, five-star lodge, high-end, 10 guests only. And on this particular day, the guests had just checked in. Right. Now, if you know the running of the lodge kind of timeline, after lunch, there's a bit of downtime. That's normally when people go and unpack if they've arrived on that day. And then they come for high tea about 3, 3.30. After high tea, pack your bags, off you go on safari, right? So anyway, on this particular lodge, the the it was a, a home, how do I say this? It was kind of a villa concept. So it's a beautiful big lodge. And then you walk down towards the pool. And next to the pool, there was, I'm going to try and describe this as best I can. Imagine a little amphitheater almost, like a round sitting area, with, but only with a single, with a single um, step and then a grass roof on top. Behind this semicircle, there was this rock garden. Okay. During high tea, we would ha- the staff would put out all these beautiful pillows, and the table would go in the middle of the half moon, so to speak, and all the, the goodies, the cakes and the teas and all the good stuff would go on there. People would sit around, have their drinks, have their cake or savory snack, and then off we go. So the people had lunch, lovely group from Brazil, if I remember correctly, and the staff were busy prepping for high tea. So I go down towards the the area where high tea is going to be served it's little lapa right and i walk in and the table's in the middle of this half moon so i walk around the table checking what's been put out already just making sure everything's of high standard because i'm in five star lodge you're going to make sure everything's cool now remember behind the seating area of this half moon there's this rock garden that goes up stunning succulents rocks and stuff there's a medique and the day before I was chatting to, what was his name? Casey was the maintenance manager. And him and I had an issue with one of the sprayers because the thing was broken, so it was spraying water all over the place. As I'm walking around the table, I feel, and now I'm walking 
in a clockwise direction around. I feel the spray on the left side of my face. Now, the first thing I think is, and now I'm, I'm instantly in a bad mood because high-end lodge, things need to work. I spoke to Casey about that yesterday. That sprayer needs to be fixed. So immediately my sense of humor is going, and I turn to look at it. And so on my, on my left eye, I'm getting the spray, which I thought was the sprayer. As I turn, there's this Mozambican spitting cobra. We call him Mfezi in, like at the lodge. This thing's sitting upright and is just spitting. So I'm about a meter, meter and a half from this thing. So it's full up. It's like, what would it be, at 60 centimeters raised up, and it just keeps on going, spitting at me. So as this happens, I get some spray more in the face and on the other eye as well. Now, in between all of this, and you know when those things happen and it's like everything happens both in slow motion and super fast at the same time? It's one of those. And I look at this thing and think, you've got to be fucking kidding me as this thing is spraying me, right? And as this happens, out of the corner of my other eye, I see the guest on their way down now to come and have high tea. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay, anyway. So I, I put my glasses, which I always have on the top of my head. I pull it down, and I run back into the lodge. I pass Adele, and I say to her, listen, please just go and keep the guests away. What's going on? No, just do it. So I run to the kitchen, and the first thing, this is this was 18 years ago. The first thing I do is I start putting water in my face, washing it out. Now, somewhere I heard you should put milk in your eye because it neutralizes poison or whatever it is. So I shout to the chef, he's busy with high tea. Here's me, crazy, coming, running in. Give me milk, give me milk. So I splash half a liter of milk in my face. It's hurting like a son of a bitch. It is bad. It is stinging badly, right? Anyway, so now I still have the situation outside to deal with because the snake is spitting. Adults keeping the guests away. We can't have high tea until this little bastard snake is taken care of. So anyway, so I keep washing water, milk, water, milk. It feels like an hour and a half, but it's like a couple of seconds, I guess. So I then grab in the office, in the lodge, we have snake catching tools. So we've done courses and stuff. So I grab the, the snake tongs and a cooler box and I run back out. So as I come out, all the guests are like, I mean, they're taking pictures and everything with their cameras before cell phones. And they're like, oh, this is so exciting, but scary. But they're, they're a safe distance away, right? So I go in and I open the cooler box, pointing the, like open the lid towards me. And this, this snake starts spitting at me again. Now my sense of humor is done because my eyes are burning like I cannot even describe to you, especially the left one. And anyway, so he's spitting. I've got my glasses on, so there's spray on it and everything. So eventually I get close. I use the tongs. I get him. I put him in the cooler box and I close the box. Okay, so first part of drama sorted. Now his eyes are still stinging. Guests come. They think I walk on water at this stage because... They could see, and Dal told them I got spit in the eye, and it's just bad, and what have you. So anyway, we take the cooler box, I give it to the maintenance guys. We don't kill the snakes. What we did in the past, when I was at the lodges, we would take the cooler box, drive it about a kilometer or two away, and just throw them out into the bush somewhere. With the black mamba, which we, I guess, I think we moved about, in my time there, about five or six, where we captured them and moved them out. So if, you, if there's more stories like this, let me know, we can do more, it's fun. But anyway, so the staff take this thing away. So the guests come in, am I okay? Yo, yo, no. So I'm like, yo, it's cool. I'm hurting like a mofo. It is bad. But I'm like, yo, no, it's all good. So I say to them, I'll be right back. So there's this buzz of excitement with them now because, oh, man, first day on safari, the guide was just spat in the face, and it's all like a hero thing. And so I go to the, the bathroom, and I take my glasses off. 
Now, if you go onto your computer and you Google the color red, right? The most blood red that you can imagine, that's what my eyes look like. Like it is just, and I'm talking, it's like, it's burning, it is bright red. As I close, as I blink, it feels like there's like the whole Sahara Desert. It's like scratch. It is horrendous, right? Anyway, so now these guests wanted to go on game drive. It's their first drive. I am their guide and I'm the lodge manager and I will take them on game drive. So I wash my eyes out again for a little bit. I go outside. I think I had like a, what was there? I don't know, a piece of cheesecake, coffee maybe. And I put my glasses on. I said, okay, cool, guys, let's go. We, I'm going to keep my glasses on though because it doesn't look great. So we go on game drive. I cannot remember what we saw, but we went on game drive, came back. And in the meantime, the office of the lodge phoned and we got like a little cream. It looks like a cold sore um, cream, right? Little, little vial thing. So I got that the next day. And for the next, I kid you not, maybe four to six weeks, it was sore and it hurt and the red eventually went away. Luckily enough, I mean, there was no impact on the vision, which it could have been. Also, lucky I didn't have any scratches or open sores on my face. Uh, yeah, so I haven't been bitten by a wild animal, but that was very interesting. Uh, let me think, what else? Oh, the scorpion. I think, I, why do I, I have a feeling I've told this in the podcast before, but if you've joined recently, let's run this again. So I was in Amboseli, right, running a photographic workshop, and we were, it was the end of a Mara Amboseli combination. And the afternoon we meet, and we're going to go out now to go and, to go and kind of recce and find a tree that we're going to use for astrophotography that night. So we walk out into the bush. It's open. So it's at the base of Kilimanjaro in Amaseli. Uh, this open, very desert-like with small little bushes, right? It's open. It's not very thickets. So we walk. We find this tree. It's amazing. We come back. We go on game drive. We come back. We say, okay, cool. We're going to meet at the dining tent at about 11 o'clock, and then we'll walk out because that's the darkest time based on the moon phases and stuff at that time. So that's cool. So that evening, 11 o'clock, we go. We meet at the dining tent. And there was about five guests I can recall, and Penny was hosting with me. She was working for us at the time. So anyway, so cool. Everybody's set up. We've done the settings. This is how you're going to shoot it, what have you, and off we go. So in front of me is Ben, the Maasai guy whose land we were on, then myself, then Nancy, one of our clients. I think she was 72, 3 at the time. And then all the other clients and Penny at the back. Off we go, marching with our cameras to go and do astrophotography. Now, in hindsight, this was a bit of a stupid move, but I was wearing flip-flops because it was hot as hell, right? And it's open. You can see where you're going. There's no thorns or anything like that. Anyway, so we're walking, and as we at one stage, it just feels like if you can imagine like boiling water and you just suddenly put your foot in it up until your knee, that's what it is. It's just this instant. It's like, bah! And up until my knee, it feels like I'm, I'm stepping in lava, Right? So obviously, I'm, I probably shouted like a 12-year-old girl. I don't know. But look down, and there's a scorpion. Relatively big one, but now semi-fucked up because I kind of stepped on it. <laughs> but I stepped on it on the side, and it then flicked around the tail. Now, if you put your hand on the table, wherever you are, your right hand, behind, just kind of back from the pinky finger, there's that soft, fleshy part on the side. Now, that was the, where it hit me on my foot. Not in a vein, thank goodness, dread in the muscle. Anyway, now I'm dancing around there. I think I might have jumped on this thing again because I was angry at it. So it was like, what's going on? What's going on? So Penny's like, what's going on? I said, okay, okay, you take the guest. Just go and go finish the shots. I'll go back to the tent. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So they all go, I come back to the tent, I sit there. Now there's only one bar of signal. So I sit there, Dixon, who you guys know from our Mara camp, he, he comes, what's wrong? He says, no, no, okay, I'll bring you some ice, he says. So, okay, you bring me ice. I, feels, I think the ice melted. My foot was feeling so hot. Anyway, I say to him, just chill, go and make sure the guests are okay. Fine. So, I sit there. Now, I've got my foot elevated. I've got ice on it. And now I'm trying to Google what this thing was. Because in Southern Africa, I'm quite, um, I'm, I'm up to date on my scorpions. Didn't know at the time all the, the East African variations as such. So, Eventually, I found out by Googling pictures, because I had this thing with me. He was like half dead now, right? So he's there. And he was in a little saucer, actually, thinking about it. So I'm looking at this thing. Eventually, I ID it as Parabuthus leosoma, which is a yellow-tailed scorpion. Bad bastard. It is neurotoxic. It's basically the equivalent to um, Parabuthus transvalicus, I think, in South Africa. Is that the name? Yeah. Big, big tail, small pincers. Bad, Right. So now I'm like, okay, cool, I might need antivenom. My mind's not going, right? Stress, trauma, whatever. Post-traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> so anyway, now I'm looking to see, okay, what it, what's the effect and how severe and so on. At the time, now remember, I've got one bar of signal. Everything's slow, sometimes it doesn't load. The only thing I can find on this damn scorpion is some guy's account of his father being stung in something like 1967 somewhere. And he wrote this down in a journal or whatever. Now I'm reading through this. It's like uh, 1742, dad gets stung. 1749, dad feels a bit lightheaded. 1754, dad has to lay down, foot swells up. 1802, dad dies. I'm like, what the fuck? So this is what I'm reading. So I'm on my own. Just to think about this, I'm on my own. I just got stung by this beast. I'm seeing death accounts of this thing, and I'm on my own. You know, so I get a tad emotional. And eventually the people come back. I'm like, don't worry, I'm cool. And it's like, okay, cool. Everybody goes. We know that there's no antivenom anywhere close, but let's monitor it, blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm just happy it didn't sting me in the vein on my foot, but just in the muscle. So my tent was on the furthest end, like it always in the Mara. Go there and I say goodnight to everybody. I go to my bed and as I lay down, now, your mind is all over the show, right? Your mind is just racing. I lay down, and I look at my foot, and I'm like, I'm like, my, my, my breathing's weird. I'm, I'm breathing heavily. Now, this is my mind just messing with me, right? So eventually, I lay down on my back, and there's this strange voice in my head saying, listen, you mustn't close your eyes because it won't open again. <laughs> this is where I'm going. You know, so I fall asleep, and the next morning, this is, I went to sleep at like half past one, two, whatever, because now I'm paranoid. So I wake up at like 5.30, 6 o'clock when the birds are calling and the dawn chorus is going, and I look at my foot. I see it. First of all, I was quite happy to wake up. That, that was a good start. And then, so I'm looking at my foot. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. So I can't feel a thing. I think about it, but I can't feel a thing. So in the camp at the time, because we put up our Mara camp in Amboseli back then, and I look at my foot. So as I pull, there was a sheet, a white sheet, just a normal bed sheet. I pull it. And the sheet literally just touches over my foot. Holy shit, it just fires up again. Bah! Up to my knee, it's like I'm in lava. Pain. That pain, when you touch that area of my foot, must have lasted for about two to three months. It was fucking horrendous. And every time I would shower and the warm water runs down my legs, same thing. So yeah, it was um, not pleasant, to say the least. 
But yeah, I'm still here to tell the stories, I guess. Well, on that same trip as well, that was the end of the trip. There was an incident with army ants, which involved a whole bunch of things. Me sleeping in the dining tent, me ripping my pants off because I thought there were ants inside. Um, Dixon throwing diesel around the tent. It was a crazy one. I'll tell you that some other time. And I also ended up getting tick bite fever. But it was a weird time. I think we ran a trip in March, April because uh, it was out of season, out of migration type trip. So luck of the draw. Anyway, so that is in a short version the, the, the my answer to the question I had on Instagram as to whether I've been bitten by a wild animal. I can't think of anything else. If I do, I'll tell you guys in the next episode. If you have any questions, guys, you know where to get hold of me. Online, Jerry Van Vault. My email, jerry at wildeye.co.za. And I will chat to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. <laughs>